Oh, good day, Matt. Good day, Alan. Yeah, it's freezing, man. <laughs> it's cold, isn't it? Sitting in the, <clears throat> the church building. We usually do this in the luxury of my house. Um, or yours. And we're instead we're in, uh, what the temperature is it? 12 degrees in the building. Nice. Um, but we're only here to get the sound on, so it's okay. Um, we're looking at bearing fruit. We're looking at how we need to root ourselves by hope and faith to Christ. Um, I kind of want to talk about why before we get into this this session today. Um, you were saying last night about how we had a, a bit of a cold reception yesterday doing evangelism. Oh yeah, massively, yeah. Um, and our, if our motivation is to do ministry because of people or because we love ministry, mm. sometimes ministry disappoints. It um, does, yeah. And then we just don't want to do it anymore or we don't want to do it for a while or stuff like that. So mm. uh, we have to find a better motive and we're trying to convince Christians through this that the motivation is is just to be filled with the love of Christ. Mm. Um, yeah. Let me read some quotes in a book that I'm reading. It says, uh, not satisfied in the Lord, we use ministry to fill our emptiness. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite challenging. And mm-hmm. then it goes on, if God seems to us to be empty and needy, then we will serve him with empty hearts. Mm. And he wants to fill us with full, uh, fill us full and then serve him. Um, if we ourselves do not constantly revel in his free justification for sinners, his self-giving love, his son pour out to death for us while we were still his enemies, then we will be ghostly, unhappy Christians, holding out a black hole of a God to people already dying. Mm. Um, mm. So we have to continue reveling in the gospel. Yeah. And then finally, it's essential for our own hearts and for our witness uh, that we have a right knowledge of God and that we are ever deepening in our appreciation of his goodness and constantly refreshed in his kindness. Mm. Um, so that's really what we're trying to convince Christians about as we do this series. And today we're looking at grace. Mm. What a great topic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was like the heart of the Reformation, wasn't it? Yeah, by, by the grace of God in uh, salvation and, and uh, sanctification mm. and service. So... Uh, the entire point of this series has been to help believers root themselves to God's uh, rich grace. So now we're going to we're going to move towards the the soil work of God, the grace of God. Mm. Um, in seventeen seventy two, John Newton wrote Amazing Grace, and uh, he says it was grace that taught my heart to fear. So that's the conviction of sin, right? To fear mm. God, to fear mm. uh, wrath. But then it goes on to say, and grace my fears relieved. So that's gospel forgiveness. Um, but and, and later on he goes, it's grace that brought me safe thus far. So from the from the, his time of writing, from his salvation to the time of writing this hymn, he says it's grace that's brought me to this point. And then he says, and grace will lead me home. So it's it's going to be grace that gets me all the way through mm. as well. Mm. So John Newton's saying, I mean, we sing this all the time, but he's saying it isn't just amazing grace that saved me. It's amazing grace that keeps me, and it's mm. going to continue to keep me until the end. Um, and yet we forget that so often. Yeah, totally, man, yeah. And, and when you when you go back to the uh, when you go back to the Reformation, and mm. I, know I mentioned that a minute ago, but um, you know you, you've got the whole uh, Roman Catholic dialogue with with people in that day, where it's it's like you have to do this and you have to do that, and you have to um, you know um, perform this work, and this is meritorious and that's meritorious. You have to listen to a, a, a priest um, speak in Latin before you can understand Scripture. Mm. And grace is the opposite of all of that. Mm-hmm. And that was the heart cry of the Reformation, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And, and, and yet we, we need to have a, 
a reformation, so to speak, in our own hearts, is mm. we were continually remember it's all by grace. Yeah, yeah. Um, so John 1, 16 to 17, Jesus, it says of Jesus, and of his fullness we have all received, of his fullness. Mm. Um, and then it goes on to say, and grace for grace, mm-hmm. one gracious gift after another, grace heaped upon grace, uh, or grace overflowing. Uh, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, so we want to look at God's grace today and just five aspects of God's grace that he shows us daily um, and then how that's our rich soil to, to re- continually refresh ourselves with, continually to re- into. Uh, so the first one is is uh, what we would call general grace or common grace. Um, can we give a definition, a working definition of that one? Um, grace that is common to all. <laughs> okay, generally <laughs> given. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I, th- I think uh, you know when when you think about just the the general graces of life. So whether whether we're talking about oxygen, whether we're talking about gravity, or you know we can go all yeah. intricate in that, or we can just talk about general blessings. Mm-hmm. Living in a, a a first world society and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all these types of things as well. Yeah, uh, so for some verses for that, Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, God makes his sun rise on the evil and on the good. He mm-hmm. sends rain on the just and on the unjust. So he gives, he gives people what they don't, he gives people what they don't deserve, even though they're not his people, like re- rebels mm-hmm. um, in his creation. He, he still blesses them. Luke 6 says in verse 35, he is kind to the ungrateful and to the evil. Mm-hmm. Man, to mm-hmm. the ungrateful. Uh and in Acts 14, verse 17, it's, uh, Paul says, God has, has done good by giving rain from heaven, by giving you fruitful seasons. And then listen to this, filling your hearts with food and gladness. Mm. That's what God did to the rebel nations. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's our God. God is mm. gracious to the undeserving, to the ungrateful, to the unjust. Yeah. Um, that's our God's grace. Yeah, and if, 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 that's not, if we don't start with common grace, um, then we don't get to... Where we're at now, because mm-hmm. if God isn't gracious to undeserving people, then we're still lost. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. So, um, and that sometimes describes us not not in the sense of being unrighteous, but in the sense of being ungrateful mm-hmm. and undeserving. God is still gracious to us. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're in Christ, which is the second point of this grace, which is God's saving grace. Mm-hmm. And uh, the well-known verse then, of course, is Ephesians two: "By grace you're saved through faith." Mm. Um, and not of works, not of yourself. Uh, so we're saved by grace, but um, depending on your soteriology, there's different aspects of this grace, but we're not going to get into the, the, the gory fallout with each other details oh, of that. So, <laughs> but we will read one verse, Acts 18, verse 27. Um, can you, have you got that one available? Yeah, yeah. Um, he said 18, 27. Mm-hmm. And when he desired to cross into Achaia, the brethren wrote, exhorting the disciples to receive him. And when he arrived, he greatly helped those who had believed through grace. Wait, that was, was that's that right? it. Yeah, that's right. it. They believe through grace. Gotcha. So it was grace that helped them to believe. It was, you know, um, so they can't even really boast in their in their believing because that was a work of grace as well. Mm. Um, so by grace you're saved, by grace you're able to believe. That's It's all grace. Um, so our salvation is by grace. By grace, we're forgiven of our sin, past, present, and future. We're born again into new creation. By grace, we're brought near and brought into right mm. relationship with God. 
and it's by grace that we're sealed for eternity. Yeah. Um, we can't um, we can't stop being grateful for that grace, uh, forgiveness. So so I've I've uh, I'm remembering um, a situation. We're part of a local uh, fellowship here, and um, the pastors involved in the local fellowship come from different backgrounds, have, having different issues of soteriology and mm. there was an argument developing one time between two people when I was at a cafe with them and, um, <clears throat> and I remember at one point I just had to stop the conversation and say right you believe and I was speaking to the uh, to the to, to the, the uh, Calvinist more, fella more yeah that yeah. persuasion yeah, yeah. And, and, and saying you know you believe that a person cannot be saved unless they're Regenerated. Mm. So you believe that God's the first cause, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And turning to the other guy who was the opposite end of the spectrum, mm. and and saying, um, and you believe that no one can be saved if they're not convicted, right? Right. He's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, so the the point is, God is yeah. the first cause, no matter how we slice it. He's the He's the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yeah. And 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 whatever way you want to go with that, it's grace. That's mm. that 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 um, God is the first cause, either in conviction or in regeneration by grace. And we can get caught um, up in the details, but yeah. that's that's the principle, the big idea, isn't it? Yeah. Well done, triggering people. Today, <laughs> I wasn't. So. Was it? I'm trying to find. Common I'm not ground. triggered. I'm not triggered at all, man. But I'm trying to find common ground, uh, though. You know. No, no, absolutely. It's it's by grace and and whatever persuasion of soteriology you are, we all have to come to the conclusion. This is by grace. By grace we believe. It says that in Acts. That mm. right there. I just read it to you. Um, and by grace received. So we can't get away from those realities. But your you know your interpretation might differ. But it's by grace either yeah. way. Yeah. So, Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, and number three. This is where we. For, this is sadly sometimes where we get off. So it's. Uh, God is gracious to the unbelievers and God is gracious in saving us. And then we kind of forget that God's grace is actually active in so much more as well. Um, so the third one is sanctifying grace. Um, and, and we might believe this in our minds, but functionally this is where we stop believing God's grace. Mm-hmm. We believe the gospel begins the Christian journey and sometimes we fail to understand or remember that we're sanctified by grace. Grace sanctifies us mm-hmm. as well, not, yeah. not our works. Mm. Um, and this is why rules and moral lessons, standards and traditions, extra biblical and and sometimes unbiblical convictions become the spiritual barometer of our lives because mm. we forget it's grace. <clears throat> it's grace yeah. alone. Yeah, we, we we have no chance at being followers of Christ without this. Mm-hmm. No hey, chance at all. Right, followers not in the. I've begun to follow, but followers is in the continually, progressively, mm. actively following mm-hmm. Jesus is, yep. is grace. Uh, some verses from this, Philippians 1 verse 6 says that he has begun a good work in you mm. and he will complete it. Yeah. So it's going to be him that completes that good work. What's the good work? Making us like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the context, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. obviously there's partnership involved where I'm, I'm engaged in this, but it's Jesus working in me by his grace to, mm. to begin and complete the work. So if he's beginning it and he's completing it, who's doing it in the middle? Well, it, it follows him, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah. Philippians 2 verse 13, we've been looking at this. God is mightily working in us the desire and the strength to obey him. So then when I obey God, um, I can thank him because it's his desire and it's his strength, which is his grace mm-hmm. actively at work in my life to bring about my obedience I still have to obey, but then it's I can say, turn around and say it was by your grace you gave me the strength and the desire. Yeah, you know. Yeah, from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Has to be. Titus two verse eleven to thirteen says mm-hmm. that grace has brought us salvation, 
but it continues to teach us. Do you want, have you got Titus 2? Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. better read. Titus 2, 11 to 13. Yeah. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Right. So, what, so what was that first few words there? The grace of God the grace that brings of God, salvation. Right? So it's grace, this past salvation, this present righteous life, and the future mm-hmm. hope that we have is all grace mm-hmm. um, in, in Christ. That's beautiful. Past, present, future. Yeah. yeah. I mean, grace has brought me safe thus far and will lead me home. Mm-hmm. So if we aren't looking to and trusting in Jesus and his grace, then what will happen to our sanctification? If we're not looking to his grace, what will be the, the consequences? The wheels will fall off. Yeah, man. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's legalism, it's shame, it's yeah. hypocrisy. Yeah. We pull a Martha. Yeah, we're, we're doing a work of the flesh in the name of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Is there any uh, New Testament letters in the Bible that speak into that, you reckon? I don't think there are any. No, I don't, not in the top of my head. <laughs> uh, like every one of them. <laughs> Uh, and it's specifically Galatians, right? Yeah, you know, Galatians you've, majorly. Um, having begun in the spirit, you know, I seek to be made perfect yeah. in the flesh. That's it. Um, so, yes, so grace is, is sanctification is a work of God's grace. Mm-hmm. I'm in partnership with that, but it's His grace. He's the one working in me, and I'm called to then work that out. Um, number four is serving grace. So, this is the mm-hmm. grace to actually serve my brothers and sisters. And there's two parts to this. First of all, the grace, the, the actual gift itself. And then second of all, the strength to use that gift. Mm. So there's a few scriptures about that. Um, we'll not turn there, but Ephesians 4 talks about, you know, God gifting, Jesus gifting oh, yeah. his church. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think a really good one for, for this is 1 Peter chapter 4. Yeah. Um, so 1 Peter 4, verse 10 to verse 11. Right, I got that. As each one has received a gift. Right, so we've received a gift. That's grace. Okay. Minister it to one another. As good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Okay, so, so the gift, the gifts themselves are God's grace in your life, like the gift mm-hmm. of preaching, the gift of mercy, the gift of you know ministry, whatever those little graces, those gifts are, and whatever your persuasion is, that's God's gift, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's God's grace to give you the gift, and then we 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 continue in verse eleven. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies. See that. So I've got the gift already, but I'm going to exercise that gift mm-hmm. with, the, with the strength that God gives me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. So, so God gives me the gift and God gives me the strength and desire mm-hmm. to actually exercise the gift to bless my brothers and sisters and he gets the glory. But that's, that's next time. So, 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 we can, so we can only serve God and each other by grace. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why, you know, so you and I believe we have the gift of preaching. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's not a boast. It's just we believe God's given us that. The church, the local church has recognized that. That's mm-hmm. why they called us to be pastors. Yeah. So we have that gift, but the, every single Sunday morning we're in that little crash pleading with God to give us the strength to mm-hmm. exercise the gift, aren't we? Like, mm-hmm. God, I know you give us this gift, but we can't use this gift mm-hmm. in any beneficial way or God-honoring way if you're not if you're not in it right now. Mm-hmm. So that's why we're, mm-hmm. we're pleading uh, for that grace to then use the gift that you graciously give us. I'm, I'm meant to be giving my testimony tonight at a, yeah. at a men's uh, like uh, dinner or whatever. Mm. And... Um, and I was shaking like a leaf this morning going through, because I just put some bullet point um, notes about it tonight, and I was actually shaking like a leaf. I don't know how many times I've shared, I mean, even since 
since we've we've been going on the streets since you've been here you've yeah. heard me a plethora of times give yeah. my testimony and just the thought of of doing it again um in my own strength terrifies me yeah yeah mm -hmm. man that's uh, god's really done a good work in us both recently to make us feel really enabled to, mm. <laughs> or i don't know if that's the right word but just totally not able to do this in our own strength either doing the evangelism or the preaching or the mm. leading of the services um or just crying out god help us help us in this you know and, and i use i just use the word terif terrified and and i think that's okay <laughs> i think it's okay to to be terrified of robbing god of his glory yeah you know what i mean yeah. like if, if if i'm gonna give my story or preach a sermon or mm -hmm. sing a song mm -hmm. because i want people to be like glory to matt <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's okay to be terrified of that yeah There's some things you can be scared of absolutely because you're you might be tr um in the appearance trying to give god glory but you're actually robbing his glory verse 15 yeah verse 11 here sorry first peter 4 says it's as we do it by his strength that he gets the glory um mm -hmm. and if we try to do it in our own strength we're probably not going to be giving him the glory that he deserves yeah. um uh, another little story Martin used to, when he was training me to preach, he would always ask if I'm nervous and I would say yes. And he says, good, I'll pray. Or, okay, I'll pray for you. And then as the months went by, he was like, one Sunday, he's like, are you nervous? And I said, no. And he said, oh man, I'll have to pray for you even more then. And that mm -hmm. really, I've never forgot that, that it's like, man, I <laughs> need to keep leaning on yeah. his strength in yeah, this. Um, some more verses about this then. So, so generosity is one of the fruits of the spirit. We can only exercise that by grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Um, so the context, there's a, there's famine in Judea and there's also famine and persecution in Macedonia. Mm -hmm. And yet, if you, if you get to Corinthians 8, 1. Yeah. More of a brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Man, uh, Macedonia. Okay. So there's grace from God given to Macedonia, mm -hmm. the churches of Macedonia. What is that grace? What is that grace according to the next few verses? That in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. Or their wealth of generosity. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering of the saints. All right. So they're generous by God's grace. The generosity that they're experiencing right now is a grace of God. Paul mm. says, I want you to know about God's grace in the lives mm. of these people. Um, and, then, and then if you get 1 Corinthians 15, verse 10, and then I'll get Colossians 1, 29. And again, just God's grace actively at work mm. in, in the ministry, in, in people being able to minister to one another. All right, uh, it's, it's 1 Corinthians 15, 10? 2 Corinthians. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, it says, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. You see, all right, this very, just very, I mean, no explanation. Like, no. It was the grace of God working at me. Um, and then Colossians 1.29 says, For this I toil struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. Um, mm. His energy that he's powerfully working, or to this end I labor, strive in according to his working, which he works in me mightily. Mm. So it's his work, it's, it's him working in me. It's his work, it's his gifts, it's wow. him working in me, it's all grace. And if, it's, if I start doing it in my own strength, I'm gonna be pulling a Martha, 
but if I'm leaning on the strength of God to serve, then mm. it, then I'm leaning on His grace, mm. and it will be a joyful, beautiful experience as we serve in in that in that attitude. You know, yeah. And I think what we're seeing from those verses. So, so in the one Peter verse, it was it was all about serving each other, basically, and yeah. we can only serve each other with the strength that God gives. Yep. And then you know the giving, the Macedonians, mm-hmm. um, they could only give as God gives. Yeah. It's grace that even gives them the desire to give. Yep. yep. And then just like ministry, I can't do ministry yep. unless God gives me grace. Yeah. So it's like yeah. thoroughly and comprehensively grace. Absolutely, which is really good news because if I'm not feeling generous naturally, which mm-hmm. is, you know, we're not actually, mm-hmm. then I can ask for God to give me the grace to be generous. Yeah. <laughs> and he wants to do that. Oh, if I'm not wanting to serve my brother or sister, then I can ask for grace to do that. And he yeah. wants to do that. I'm so glad he's that kind of God, mm-hmm. you know. I can be real with him yeah. about my lack of strength, my lack of desire, um, and he he's like, yeah, I know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why my grace is available for this. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, number five, the final one is his sustaining grace, mm-hmm. and again, just quoting uh, John Newton: "Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I have already come to His grace that brought me safe thus far, and grace will lead me home." Mm-hmm. As believers living in a falling world with the residue of sin still in our lives, we are going to experience temptation, we're going to experience doubt, and we're going to experience suffering. However, God in his rich grace has promised to sustain us through it until we see him. Um, so some verses for that, we'll, we'll just take the Philippians 1 quickly because we've already done it. Philippians 1, 6, he's begun a good work, he's going to complete it. So mm-hmm. that's he's going to sustain mm-hmm. me through mm-hmm. it, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, 1 Corinthians 1, verse 7 to 9. Mm. I've got that. Uh, so that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will also confirm you to the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Right. He's going to confirm you to the end and then present you guiltless. Or mm. the English standard, he will sustain you until the end mm. and then present you as guiltless and he's faithful he's called you to do that he's going to do what he said he would do Mm. um so then uh jude verse 24 this is one of my favorite verses in the bible jude 24 uh it says i'll get the new king james up it says uh now to him who's able to keep you from stumbling so it's him who's able to stop you from stumbling and Mm. sin and error and he's able to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with what exceeding joy mm. that's that's my future that's your future because of his grace his sustaining grace in our lives that keeps us from stumbling keeps us mm. from error and will one day present us faultless and blameless praise god with joy before him he'll sustain me to the end he'll he'll keep me from stumbling yeah that's yeah. what it says right i'm that's only it. just reading what it says mm-hmm. all right one final passage is 2 Corinthians, one of, one of the great ones, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to verse 10. Um, and what, a, what an application for, for a tw- that we get towards the end of this. Um, so yeah, 2 Corinthians, I've went to 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. You want to grab it? Yeah, I'll grab it. Unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Okay, so the grace isn't 
always release from weakness and infirmities. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's grace to go through weakness mm-hmm. and infirmities. Yeah. Yep. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest on me. Right. He boasts in his weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so that's grace. Grace is sustaining me through the brokenness, through my weakness and through my infirmity. So I'll boast in them because I know they're areas of my life where I can I can explore and experience the, the power of Jesus. Mm. But look at verse 10. Look at the application. This is unbelievable. This is ridiculous, honestly, from a non-Christ-loving, living perspective. It doesn't make any sense, but mm. verse 10. Yeah, and that, that word, therefore, is obviously saying because of everything we just yeah, said. Yeah, right? So in light of God's grace in my weakness, mm-hmm. yeah. Therefore, I take pleasure I take in pleasure. In I know I just said, I take pleasure, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. In what? Sorry. Can I go on? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I got excited. <laughs> That's all right. I like it. Uh, I take pleasure in infirmities. Right. That's the weaknesses, right? Yep. Uh, in reproaches. Yep. That's kind of in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. And I think that's the kicker, isn't it? For Christ's yeah, sake. For Christ's sake. For yeah. when I am weak, then I am strong. Yeah. So whether I'm weak, needy, in poverty, um, when I'm when I'm mocked or shamed by others in my reproaches, uh, I actually take pleasure in those. That is so the opposite of the world. It is. And, and every single one of those are, naturally speaking, um, carnally speaking, we can even say, are, are marks of weakness. Yep. Every single thing on that list. You know, infirmities, reproaches, needs. Being needy, mm-hmm. that's weakness. And no one wants to talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Being persecuted, mm-hmm. um, being in distress. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I boast in them. And I take pleasure in them mm. because these are areas of my life where Christ can show up strong by his grace. That's mm. God's sustaining grace in my life. Wow. Uh, my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, now, the word sufficient doesn't mean it'll do. It mm. means like more than enough, more than enough mm. right? Like it meets the needs. Uh, that word doesn't mean, <laughs> it used to mean something beautiful. It kind of, it's less now, you know, mm-hmm. all that'll do, that's sufficient. That is sufficient. <laughs> so it's it's abundant. It's, it's what I need. Um, so, I mean, we've, speak, we've been speaking about grace, uh, five, five aspects of God's grace here. And to be honest, we've paddled into the shallow end of the pool. That's mm-hmm. all we've done yeah. here. We haven't got yeah. to the deep end yet. Um, we've gone up to our knees along the coast. We haven't yet gone uh, to the deep end. or in, We haven't got into the sea of grace mm-hmm. to explore mm-hmm. it here. Um, mm-hmm. So it's by grace we're saved. It's by grace we're made more and more like Christ. It's by grace we have the ability, desire, and strength to serve God and his people. It's by grace that we'll be sustained until the day that we see Jesus Christ. Mm. So what is to pull a Martha then um, in light of this? It's to choose to serve in our own strength and not by God's grace. Yeah, so it's just to feel, to understand this, to feel to remember it, and to feel to live in light of it. Um, and, and, and really to feel to get our roots deep into this rich soil of, of Christ's strength and his goodness, his glory, his riches toward us. I'm not sure if you said this or if I jotted it down when you were teaching this lesson, but when we serve in our own strength, do you have that? Is that uh, for you? No, go ahead. When, when we serve in our own strength, we are either ignorant of grace, we ignore it, or refuse grace. Yeah, man, we're either ignoring it or refusing it, yeah. So ignoring is like to, is to like forget you've got it. And to refuse mm. it is to say you don't need it. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. like, I don't know which one's worse. Probably refuse, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so our responsibility as Christians is not to produce fruit. It's the root work into the soil. Mm. Um, our responsibility is to fully bank on this grace, to rest in it, to swim in it, to root ourselves deeper into it. 
um, to suck the marrow out of it mm. and allow the rich nutrients to strengthen and motivate us to live the lives of joyful obedience. Mm. Um, and that will be bringing glory to God. There are a number of reasons why we should do it this way and not the other way. One of them is that God will get the glory, as we saw there in, in Peter, that God might be glorified, uh, which we're going to get to then the next time we continue this series. Very good. All grace and all glory to God, right? Amen. Amen.